Hello and welcome back, all you people out there on the wild, wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam, back with more on the art, science, and unplumbed depths of going invisible. Prepare here to further your descent into that sea of humanity where invisibles go to deep-sea dive, as guided by our teacher, Doc Jules Tranquillo. Back to that deep-sea dive, then. Far, far above your head, invisible diver. So far above, it might as well be on Mars. People in econoculture vie for election into one or another hall of fame. There are many such halls up there, and many contenders for Hall of Fame honors. Every year, more and more are admitted. It is conceivable that within this century, Halls of Fame will be so numerous and so overpopulated that supply will outstrip demand and fame will become as cheap as bananas. Fortunately, you, diver, secure in your invisibility gear, all leaks patched, have left all that Hall of Fame fever far behind, dropping further fathoms into everyday common folk depths. You've merged and mingled and blended yourself with that dreaded herd of ordinary everyday humanity, all second- and third-rate people by econoculture standards, and found it not at all as portrayed up there in the world of advertising. You discover you have been misled. An infinite, for all practical purposes, and incomprehensible multiverse of ordinary everyday people is what you find yourself floating among when you take the invisibility dive into the millions of mediocre sinners and modest saints and all variations imaginable and unimaginable in between. Turns out that ordinary everyday are massively misleading adjectives for the bulk of humanity. Turns out ordinary everyday are words without corresponding flesh and blood reality, except in contrast with the manufactured glitter and glamour of econoculture, which you, diver, have now left so far behind that it no longer rules your frame of reference and you see things quite differently. Immersion in common humanity is our best chance to dive into the center, embrace the ordinary, mingle cheerfully with mediocrity, and get ignored and go unnoticed. In doing so, 
a once natural grounding in our common humanity, lost since tribal times, can be restored. We rediscover our human roots. The everyday average starts to feel like home at last, someplace we'd forgotten we had been until we came back. It turns out that common, ordinary, everyday people are a source of immense vitality, a great and exuberant richness of differences and possibilities, unique and unpredictable, and all the more wonderful for being so undervalued by a counterculture success logic. Under econoculture, we are advised to consort only with people who can help us by advancing our prospects, furthering our careers, boosting our chances for success or stardom or elected office. We are to pick friends and lovers with an eye to their utility in our quest for excellence. They need to be special, too, like us, or they could drag us down, hold us back. Under invisibility, you unlearn this toxic advice. You find that the special people econoculture would hook you up with are the very people you had best avoid, lest they draw you into the trajectory of their immodest ambitions. Instead, invisibles choose friends and lovers by heart and intuition, not by calculations of potential gain. Sometimes potential loss can be a great attracting force, a notion incomprehensible in econoculture success logic. For many invisibles, I would venture to say for most, this liberation from the stereotype of nameless, faceless masses is enough reward in itself for our efforts. Blending and merging, dodging attention and deflecting white noise have restored to us some measure of control over our precious attention. We find fulfillment in the new, endlessly fascinating social world this opens up to us, far from and freed of the frenetic contests of econoculture. Many of us settle quite comfortably into this much-improved way of life. Here we can devote more of our attention to dimensions of human existence previously brushed aside and overlooked in the desperate scramble to make something special of ourselves. Doc refers to dimensions where, in addition to the jewel of our attention, yet another great treasure may be glimpsed now and then, something of so little commercial value that we might very well under econoculture, go our entire lives without even knowing it exists. 
If we befriend enough people of the middling sort, especially those we call naturals, we eventually experience through them, with their help, something quite wonderful about human beings. I cannot really name it, says Doc. I've tried calling it soul or the divine spark, but now I'm sorry I even tried. These words carry too many meanings that fall short. I only say now that what is revealed is older than ancient and far transcends whatever transitory thrills we might hope to experience from all the modern marvels of econoculture. I'll say no more of this for now. I do not speak for mastery at this level. I know this, though, says Doc, that some invisibles, when they contemplate long enough their infinite smallness just within the human universe, not to mention that of galaxies and black holes, cannot settle comfortably into a much improved invisible way of life. They long for yet more. They learn what they can of soul from others, contemplate their own emptiness, then dive deeper still within it to discover their own divine spark. Of this I would say more, and will, but not just now. First, and next, how going invisible is an evolutionary advance over earlier efforts to retreat or retire from a toxic world. For more on going invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word. No spaces. <laughs>